the sun is shining and all of my favorite plant friends are popping up right now. Speaking of plants, what are you growing this year? Do you know? Do you know what kind of medicine will be in your garden? Or are you still trying to figure it out? Totally okay if you're still trying to figure it out. We're all growing and learning on this journey, right? But if you want some help, I do have a family medicine garden guides. It's basically 10 essential herbs that I feel like every mom needs to know and grow in their yard. I give you some growing tips and ways that you can use it as medicine, and it's totally free. So if you want that, I'm going to pop a link in the show notes here for you to grab it and give Get your hands digging in the dirt and growing incredible medicine for you and your family. Hello and welcome to the Herbalist Path, a podcast where you'll discover how to make your own herbal remedies at home so that you can take better care of yourself, better care of your family, and better care of our planet. I'm Mel. I'm a clinical herbalist, environmental educator, and mountain living mama with this crazy passion for teaching more mamas and their little loves how to use plants as medicine in a safe, effective, and tasty way so that there can be an herbalist in every home again. It's an absolute honor to have you on the journey down the herbalist path with me so that together we can make herbalism. Hashtag spread like wildflowers. Well, hello. And I'm going to just start this episode straight off the bat and let you know that this might be an episode I'm recording for myself. I mean, it's totally for you too, but it's definitely for me. And I'm hoping maybe some of you can relate. And if not, at least take these golden nuggets for a time when you can relate to what I'm going through right now, which is total FOMO over the world of all my beautiful plant friends and herbs. So it's the height of summertime right now. It is almost the end of July. And I have been so friggin busy with all things mom life. I feel like I haven't even had enough time to just get down and dirty and deeply connect with the plants and make great medicine and all of the wonderful things that have brought me into the world of herbalism and into being a host of the podcast called The Herbalist path. So yeah, that's where I'm at with this episode. So let me just back up and say, hey, thank you so much for tuning into this episode. And I really do hope that you catch some golden nuggets out of this, especially if you're like me and you have had that FOMO because, you know, It's wildflower season here in Oregon. All of the yarrow is up. The arnica is passed. The St. John's wort has passed. All of my plant friends that I love so much are out there doing their things. And my plant-loving human friends are out there gathering them and making epic medicine. And I'm not going to say I'm not making any medicine. I surely am. Like, I've got yarrow and motherwort in my garden, and plantain is everywhere. And really, honestly, 
when I've like sat there after kind of beating myself up in the FOMO world of it, I had to reflect also and remember that I still have a ton of medicine from back in my Mountain Mel's product line day. So I'm still using a lot of that. And I really don't need to make a lot of medicine for myself and my family this year. We're still really well covered, but yet I am still dying of FOMO. And a lot of that is because I know how important it is to be able to gather your medicine like right at the peak of their medicinal potency, like right when they are ripe and ready to rock. And thankfully, yes, it is still July for another two days. So I do have more time coming to me throughout August and September and October as we start getting into more of the root medicine. But as far as like the spring and early summer plants where it's best to gather their leaves when they're nice and young and soft or their flowers just as the buds are about to open and all of this incredibly beautiful energy is just being shot from the earth up and through the plant out to those amazing limbs filled with nothing but beautiful, beautiful plant medicine, right? That's one thing to remember is like four leaves and flowers. You, in general, in a large, broad generalization, you really do want them when the flowers are starting to bud or when the leaves are nice and tender and young. That's usually the best time to get them. Of course, there's variances and things like that, depending on what the plant is or what you are trying to harvest it for, things along those lines. But that's a great general rule. And then when it comes to our root medicine, it is really important to think about maybe harvesting harvesting them in the fall or early spring. Because in the fall, as a plant is dying back down, all of that energy that was spent putting those beautiful flowers and leaves out there is now going back into the earth, into the roots of the plant. So that becomes a great time to make your root medicine. But again, sometimes if you're like me and you've just had a crazy busy summer of mom life, like June is nuts for us and our family. Like it's my partner Chris's birthday. It's our anniversary. It's Father's Day. It's my nephew's birthday, my sister-in-law's birthday. Everybody's out of school. Like it's the early summer celebration. And then we roll right into my daughter's birthday. And so it's just been really nuts. And I also picked up softball this year, which was so much fun, totally worth it just to step outside of my herbal box and get out there and have fun playing some sports, which was a blast. I loved softball as a kid and that love really was shining through this year. So I don't regret that, but it definitely added to the busyness because we were playing two nights a week, which, you know, nights in the week are precious, right? that and like I was taking my daughter to basketball for the summer. So woe is me, right? Poor old me. I still have this garden. I'm still making medicine. I have so much medicine left over from running my product line. Wah, wah, wah. Don't you just want to cry for me? Well, I hope you don't. You don't really need to. But I did want to create this little chat with you and just 
see if you feel me at all, like the whole FOMO when you watch your friends on social media that are like, oh, I went out and gathered my St. John's wort and I have this beautiful bright red oil or whatever the plant may be. Um, and just knowing that they're out there and they're like, hey, I'm here for you. I'm your good medicine. I love this time of year so much. And I just, I personally feel like I haven't been spending enough time out there. And, you know, it's funny that I can say that also, because I can also turn those tables around my FOMO and my like, woe is me-ism and be like, holy cow, I have so much to be grateful for because I do live in the mountains and every day I'm surrounded by an abundance of medicinal plants and maybe I'm not harvesting them. That is fine. It's actually great because we don't need to harvest everything we see. I know a lot of us, well, we all live in this society and it is a society that is raging with greed, right? With gimme, 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 take, 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 gimme, gimme, gimme. So in that there is so much blessing for me that yes, I am still immersed with their medicine just by being around them. And so blessed to have that. Um, and to understand the importance of letting them be and do their things. And when it's time, I will have the time to harvest and to make great medicine with them. And still with that, like I, this past week, I've been making a few things and I, it just made me think like, what do we do? When we're so busy, but the plants are right there and we know we need to get them now, maybe it's even the plant you've grown in your garden, which heck yes, kudos to you for just growing your own medicine and letting the wild plants be. I, I thank you so much for caring that much. I, I hope that we allow more people to care that much so herbalism can continue to spread like wildflowers instead of having more at-risk species of plants. Quick segue on that note, at-risk species of plants, if you do not already know United Plant Savers, please get to know them. They are a fantastic resource that speaks about various plants that are at risk due to over-harvesting or the excessive greed that runs rampant within our society and things along those lines. And they just give you some guidance of like, hey, you know, let's not harvest this. Maybe only gather it from a local farmer that is growing it or another sustainable organic herb supplier like Mountain Rose Herbs or Oshala Herb Farm or whoever you choose to use from um, or purchase your bulk herbs from is really, really great because those people are tending to the plants and to the land and cultivating it in a regenerative fashion so that these plants can either get off of the at-risk species list at United Plant Savers, or we can just make a great turn in that direction, which is just so incredibly important because I don't know about you, but the thought of my daughter not having access to echinacea in the future because it's been over-harvested and is an at-risk species because everybody found out it's great for immune stimulation – and now she doesn't get to have it because of a greedy society. That stuff crushes my heart and my soul. Um, and of course, it crushes my heart and my soul for your children, too. Like for all of our children, we need these things to come back around and around and around for future generations. So um, did I mention I needed to record this podcast for me? Because I know I'm kind of rambly on it. So I hope that you are still following me and with me on all of this. And I'll hop back to like, 
where I was this week, I've been making some medicine out of my garden with motherwort and yarrow and lemon balm and catnip and just some of my total favorites. And as I'm doing it, I'm like, goodness gracious, this really does take a lot of time, even when you're doing something as simple as like drying the herbs or making a tincture or infusing an herbal oil, like it takes time to process these things. And I am a busy mom. Maybe you are also a busy mom. So like, how can we make this happen and still take advantage of these plants when they are at the peak of their medicinal potency? So some of the things that I prefer to do. If I'm really busy and like my lemon balm and catnip are just going off and they're about to flower and I'm like, wait a second, don't flower yet. I want you to keep getting bushy and all of that stuff. I just harvest them and allow them to dry. That's it. They're delicious in a tea. Why do I need to do more, right? Or another great thing that you could do is you could make a quick tincture. Now, you can do the folk method. Um, I'm not a huge fan of just dumping vodka over your herbs, especially when fresh, and just calling it good. And the reason is because it is not strong enough of an alcohol percentage to extract the great medicinal properties you're seeking with fresh plant matter. So if you can use something of higher percentage, I love going through organic alcohol company. They are amazing. And, you know, I have people tell me that my tinctures are really tasty. And this is kind of what I specialize in teaching you inside of Medicine Making Mamas is like how to make herbal medicine that tastes great. And there's many variables to it, right? But one of the key things for me with my tinctures is that I use organic alcohol companies, cane alcohol, because it's the least expensive of their like more bulky um, alcohol versions that is 190 proof or 95% alcohol. But I have like this gallon jug and you would be blown away at the fact that it is 190 proof alcohol. That is as high as you can go. And it does not smell like alcohol at all. Now, if you're to go to your local liquor store and you're going to pull out a bottle of Everclear and you're going to go make medicine with that, smell that Everclear. Man, it is disgusting. It smells horrible. And then you end up with this like nasty herb flavored boozy stuff instead of this delightful herbs flavored medicine you know, is really, really high quality. So that's my kick there. Organic alcohol company. They are out of Ashland, Oregon. I love them. I will put a link to them in the show notes. No doubt about it. They do give discounts to my students inside of Medicine Making Mama. So if you are eager to learn more about like the step-by-step processes of making medicine, like tinctures and oils and um, oxymels and salves and like, do you infuse with fresh plant matter or dried plant matter and like all the different variables. We cover that in the folk fashion and the scientific fashion. And um, so this is another reason why I'm not a huge fan of just dump some vodka over your fresh herbs and call it a tincture because they're really not that effective that way, right? They're not. They're not pulling out enough medicinal uh, properties of the plant. And one of the biggest questions I get as a clinical herbalist or from social media is like, hey, Mel, how much of this can I give to my kid? Like, oh, I just made a lemon balm tincture with the lemon balm from my garden. And I poured some vodka over it. And now I want to give it to my kid, how much do I give them? And as a clinical herbalist, 
or anybody else who's wise with using herbs and how much to give somebody, I can't tell you because I don't know what in the heck is actually in your medicinal preparation. And when you can do it on a little bit more of a scientific way and measure and understand what's inside of there and know your medicinal um, your solvent and how much is being extracted of that plant, then I can give you a more precise, like, start with this dosage or start with that dosage. And, um, we can carry on from there. So that's, that's another reason why I do really enjoy the scientific ways of making medicine. And on that note, I still love to make folk remedies because that's where I just get to be like a chef. You know what I mean? I get to just be like, oh, a little bit of this and a little bit of that and toss this in here and that in here. And like, you get really, really good. Like once you start to know more and more plants, you start to like know how they taste and know what their medicinal attributes are. And, you know, you're smart enough to go beyond their like one super thing they're famous for. And you can really start to come up with some amazing formulas that are tasty, that are effective, and that can make you feel really, really proud of what you have to give to your family or your community. And before you know it, your community is going to be like begging you for all of your remedies. <laughs> like, can you please? Can you please? Like, I literally still have people reaching out to me every single week, multiple times a week. If this is you, I am so sorry. But people just wanting the things that I made at Mountain Mel's. And it's because I could formulate in a way that made things taste great, in a way that made them work really well and actually improve somebody's health. So um, on the one hand, it, it hurts my heart to get those because I, I put a lot of love into what I created there. And it was a part of me and a part of my soul. Like it was Mountain Mel's. That was my name in the business and a part of my identity very much. And the feeling you get when you know that you are helping people live a healthier life is like the most beautiful, soul satisfying, amazing feeling. Like I'm, I'm crying about it. <laughs> you can't see me. Thank goodness. But if you start to hear me like sniveling or wiping tears, um, it is a level of joy like no other, but I had to come to this point where I was like, hold on, I have this beautiful child that just keeps growing and she keeps getting older and, and I'm so busy working all the time and I really just want to spend time with her. And, and I had to come back, I had to come back to this like, why am I doing this? Why do I love herbalism so much? Why am I making all this medicine? Why am I working so hard and not spending so much time with my child? And I had to get to the root of the why. And it's because I want to inspire a movement where there's an herbalist in every home again, right? You heard it in the podcast intro. You probably hear it from me all of the time. This is why I want to do this because I truly believe this is a way that we can save the planet and make this world a better place. And we need more people wanting to make the world a better place. And then I got back to like, what really brings me joy? Like I do love to formulate and I love to create medicine. Like it is a blast. It is a creative outlet for me. It is fun. It feels good. It tastes good. And wow, what great benefits come from it, right? Hey, 
Hey, I wanted to take a quick pause to show some love and gratitude to our sponsors of the Herbalist Path podcast, who make this show possible for me and possible for you too. So here it goes. I love this time of year. It's spring, the sun is shining, and all of our beautiful plant friends are popping up. It's amazing. Unless, of course, you're one of the millions of people who suffer from seasonal allergies. You know, the itchy, watery eyes, the sneezing and wheezing that's straight miserable. Thankfully, there are some amazing herbs that can help you with all of that, just like the herbs inside of Kick-Ass Allergy from Wish Garden Herbs, one of my absolute favorite herbal companies out there. Kick-Ass Allergy, yes, I said ask without the K at the end. Anyways, this formula has yerba santa, nettles, echinacea for that immune support, and orange peels, all which come together to help dry up those excessive mucosal secretions. Yep, I'm talking about the sniffles and the stuffy nose, the watery eyes, and all that jazz. This blend also acts as a great expectorant and can help ease the swelling and inflammation in those mucosal tissues. It is a top go-to for seasonal allergies. And get this, they combine all those beautiful herbs with glycerin, so it actually tastes pretty darn good. Or should I say it tastes kick-ass without the K at the end. Anyways, if allergy season is miserable for you and you want a natural remedy that actually works for those itchy eyes and being all sneezy and wheezy, you have got to check out Wish Garden Herbs Kick Ask Allergy. And for those of you with the little kiddos, no sweat, they've got a kick it allergy too. And you pregnant mamas? You don't have to suffer either. They've got a kick-ass allergy formula just for you. So head over to wishgardenherbs.com or check out the link in the show notes and go grab yourself some kick-ass allergy so you can enjoy spring again. But I was doing it on such a large scale with Mountain Mouse, like a huge scale that I never imagined when I first started that business, it would become like, sure, 20 years ago, I had the dream of getting my products into REI, but I had no clue I would actually do it. I had no clue what it would take to get there. And I started with that because My background is in environmental and experiential education. I've always had this passion for bringing people back and connecting to nature. I love it because nothing brings me a greater sense of awe and joy and happiness in this world than Mother Nature. So why not try and share that with more people so they can love it as much as I do and do everything in their world to protect it as much as possible, right? That is my why. That is my why to all of it. (laughs) And if you don't have a why when you're running a business and you lose that why, then you lose all the love and the passion and it just becomes another jobby job, but only worse because it's yours and you are the one fully responsible for it. So you end up working yourself to the bone. I didn't know this episode is going to go here, but it's where we are. Um, So thanks for still listening. But yes, it came down to this point where like, okay, I know I make great medicine. I love it. It is really awesome. 
I know I love to teach, really, really love to teach. And it lights my fire so much when I hear now people not just using my remedies to make people feel better, but people learning how to make their own remedies to make people feel better. That is freaking beautiful. That is me, instead of giving you the fish, teaching you how to fish. And it is so amazing to feel. I love it. Anyways, totally not why I wanted to get on this topic of like the FOMO, but it fits because I... I I do have FOMO. I am totally like, but my plant friends are all out there and I want to go gather them and I want to make more medicine. And, um, well, I don't really need that much more medicine. That's how I got onto this because I still have so much left over from Mountain Mouth. So what else would I would do? I would do. What else am I doing with such limited amount of time to gather plants right now and busy mom life and trying to make sure my medicine is rocking and rolling and taking advantage of the plants at their prime so that they have the most medicinal benefits to them before they are dying back and no longer as amazing. Um, number one, I started with, I just dry it, like set it off to the side and dry it. Um, you can do this very easily. You can go get a screen from your local hardware store and just lay the plants on top of there. They have the fancy like herb drying container rack things. You can use your dehydrator. I'm not a huge fan of the dehydrator. And I think it's just because they're there's just not much space in them unless I have an industrial dehydrator and I don't. So, um, there's just not enough room for me. Uh, you can lay it on a cardboard box. Just make sure that it's got ample air and it's not sitting out in the sun and it's getting a lot of airflow through to make sure that it's thoroughly dry and really do make sure that your plants are thoroughly dry because if you don't and you jar them up, you're going to end up with moldy medicine in the middle of the winter when you need it most. It's going to be really heartbreaking when you open up a jar of calendula that you grew and you just see mold all over it. Like, that's going to suck for you. Um, other things that you can do, make a fresh tea with it and freeze it into ice cubes. Cool. You got that fresh flavor, rock and roll. You can put that those ice cubes in so many different things. Put them in your smoothies, like have fun with it. Just suckle on the ice cubes themselves. Do whatever you want. It's just a great way to preserve that fresh flavor as well. Of course, you can make tinctures. I briefly talked about that as well. I have made a few tinctures. You can get your oils infusing if you are low on time. You could do like the crock pot method and all of that stuff. Um, and, you know, again, one of the greatest things that you can do is to support your local herbalists support your local herb farmers. Like it takes a lot of time and a lot of energy to make high quality herbal remedies. And there are people that dedicate their whole lives to it. I know because I was one of them for a long time. Now I just dedicate my time to teaching you how to do that. So supporting them, they are beyond deserving of it and they will be so appreciative of it. It does get a little wonky and a little weird. Like I've definitely been on Etsy and I look at some people's herbal preparations and I'm like, wow, I appreciate that you are trying, but I can see that your medicine is is not amazing. There is a little more science and a lot of art to it. And um, 
But, you know, you can still try and support them and give them feedback as to whether it worked so that they can continue to learn and grow and get better because none of us start off making it perfectly. We all mess up. We all have moldy medicine. We all dump stuff down the drain. We all have those jars that don't have a label on them sitting in our cabinet where we're like, oh my gosh, I know that's supposed to be something good, but what is it? When did I make it? Is it still good? Oh no, right? I mean, if you haven't been there, then you haven't made enough medicine. (laughs) Or you just started off right with really, really great training and you're really, really smart in that way. So kudos to you. (laughs) And you have definitely beat me in that department because I know I've poured tons and tons of uh, remedies that were intended to be amazing down the drain. So uh, where do I want to go with this from here? Um, Welcome to Mel's Herbalist Path Ramble Session on the FOMO of missing out on plants at their peak medicinal potency in the summertime. (laughs) Maybe just recording this is going to get me out on an epic wildflower hike where I'm just able to connect with all my favorite plants and um, spend that beautiful time that I get to spend because like I live in the mountains, right? It's it's stunning, but I haven't been having enough time to like go on a proper hike. Well, yes, my backyard is a trail and it's filled with plants and like it's amazing. I am so blessed for that. But there's something to be said about getting my boots on and 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 sweating hard to get to an epic place and the views and that stuff. So that's how I got into this whole herbalism stuff in the first place. And I'm just not doing enough of it this summer. Thank you so much for listening to my woe is me session on the herbalist path. <laughs> um, yeah, I think that's kind of where I'm going to cut it. Um It's not really a woe is me. I have so much to be grateful for. I hope that I shared a tip or two for you that made you go, oh, yes, right. I need to remember that. Um, And if you did learn something in this little FOMO babble sesh of mine, please let me know. Please just like reply to one of my emails or reach out to me on social media and say, hey, you're not alone, Mel. You're not the only one that's too busy and getting FOMO with all the amazing plants. And thank you so much for letting me know it's okay and that other people go through it too and that the medicine is still going to be there for you. The medicine does show up when you need it. And if you listen, they will teach you. They being the plant. So thank you so much again for hanging out with me for this long on this little podcast. And again, pretty please reach out if you can relate and let me know that I'm not alone in this world of abundance and FOMO all at once. (laughs) Have an absolutely amazing rest of your week and may you be so blessed to get yourself out on a lovely wildflower hike and get to connect with your favorite plant friends this weekend. Take care. Thank you so much for tuning into another episode of The Herbalist Path. Being on this journey with you is absolutely incredible. If you dig this episode, please leave me a review on your favorite podcast player and share it with your friends. 
so that together we can make herbalism. Hashtag spread like wildflowers. On another note, I must mention that while I know you're getting some good info here, it's important to remember that this podcast is purely for entertainment and educational purposes and is not intended to be a substitute for medical treatment. While the information in this podcast is absolutely relevant, herbs work differently for each person and each condition. That's why I recommend you work with a qualified practitioner, whether that be another herb herbalist, a naturopath, or your doctor. So thank you again. I am truly honored that you're tuning into these episodes and on the path with me to make sure that there's an herbalist in every home again. Don't forget to share this episode with your friends so that we can make herbalism. Hashtag spread like wildflowers. I wanted to take a quick pause to show some love and gratitude to our sponsors of the Herbalist Path podcast, who make this show possible for me and possible for you, too. So here it goes. Medicinal mushrooms are all the rage these days, if you didn't know already. And with great reason, because they are powerful medicine that can improve your health and your life in so many different ways when they're well-made. Yeah, it's true. There's a lot of stuff on the market that isn't going to be so effective. And that's why you need to find a brand that you can actually trust. For me, that brand is Whole Sun Wellness. And this is the creation of a brilliant woman and fellow mama, Jamie Bonfiglio. She's an international mushroom educator that has been working in the medicinal mushroom industry for years. And this is when she saw firsthand how many other companies take shortcuts when it comes to their products. And Jamie wasn't having it. She set out to build her company the right way. Whole Sun Wellness is here to raise the industry standards so those crap mushrooms on the market aren't getting into your body or your family's body. Whole Sun Wellness is the first company to test and report nutritional facts for all of their extracts. They go beyond industry standards every step of the way, from sourcing to extraction and final testing. And as the owners of the largest medicinal mushroom farm in the United States, Whole Sun Wellness is taking control of their supply chain for the highest quality and absolute full transparency. They're even the first company to include pure mycelium extract in every single product. So when you're thinking of getting medicinal mushrooms for you and your family, Whole Sun Wellness is exactly the ones you want. Also, be sure to check out their new Mycolites. These are the world's first dissolvable electrolyte tablets. They're featuring functional mushroom extracts that'll give you more energy, more stamina, and recovery as well. And who couldn't use all of that? The other thing is, they are these adorable little mushroom-shaped tablets, and they come in like a little Altoids box, but way cooler than Altoids, because they're Mycolites. Anyways, head to wholesunwellness.com to grab yourself some Mycolites and all of the other functional medicinal mushrooms that you and your family need. And of course, you can grab that link right here in the show notes now. 